we just had a podcast come out behind the spurs it was a blast to work on uh, I had a lot of fun. I'm here with Luke Baker and Emily Barber. Uh, please introduce yourselves to the audience. Uh, thank you for having us, George. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Luke, you're uh, the station manager at SGTV, and Emily, you are the... I am the Features the editor. editor. Okay. I was the Editor-in-Chief, but I am now the Features Editor. Okay. All right. And then we have so a lot of facets of student media covered here. And so we had this, I, I guess... Where did the idea for this podcast come from? Like, we wanted to... There were talks of something in the works over the summer. We wanted to just do a podcast, I think, is sort of how it started. And then we were like, what are we going to do it about? And somehow we got to orientation. Well, this has been my dream to do in student media for about a year now. Um, I I, I guess I, I talked about it with a couple of, I guess... It was either Daily Gamecock people or, or somebody like that, and I was talking about doing a podcast like This American Life because I'm a huge fan of uh, that podcast. And I was like, originally, I was like, oh, it could just be called This Car- Carolina or Carolinia Life or whatever you call it. And um, and I wanted to do it, and it just it I forgot exactly what happened, but it was it was something along the lines of that. I basically couldn't invest any help for it or just kind of got lost in the chain or people got busy. So, um, I guess, and then we just, I brought it to, I guess I brought the idea to you, right? Um, Yeah, I think so. Over the summer, um, traffic wasn't quite as busy for the newspaper, um, since our, you know, our production isn't quite as heavy and news isn't quite as heavy during the summer on campus. Um, so... It was, and then Mills was also there and sort of helped out along the way. Um, and yeah, we were just four of us sitting in the newsroom, sort of just trying to come up with something that we could do over the summer, I think, because, you know, the options are more limited during the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's worth noting, Mills, she's the news director at SGTV, and so she helped out with uh, writing some questions for interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she wrote the questions, I believe, for the uh, orientation leaders. And, and she did some interviews, yeah. too. Okay. And because uh, I think, like, in my at least my short time here, uh, I can't really think of any other, like, cross-interaction between student media, any big things, because I think this might be, like, one of the big, like, first, yeah. like, cross-platform kind of thing we've done here uh, at USC, which is pretty cool to do. Definitely with three organizations, I guess, uh, SGTV and Daily Gamecock, we have a partnership where they put, like, videos up for us and linking it to articles. Um, but other than that, um, you know, especially with a podcast and being audio and you can, you know, you combine journalism, um, you know, on both sides with the SGTV and, um, you know, WSC and Daily Gamecock because, you know, we all have kind of journalistic, um, I guess that's like the... the Skills. Yeah, yeah, the common <laughs> A variety theme. of things that we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, it definitely was a, you know, a really cool experience, especially um, in the early days when we were trying to figure out what, what, you know, we were covering. It was fun to cover. Like, obviously, we didn't see all 5,000 freshmen, but we saw a good amount. We attended a good amount of sessions, mm-hmm. um, morning sessions and then night sessions, the skits, yeah. mm-hmm. night it's drum. Uh, well, I guess a fun factor, kind of how we started, because um, uh, the way we broke it down is that we wanted to hit most of the... Um, 
like most you know the big morning session at the beginning because that's kind of the kickoff um but um we actually did it twice which is it, it helped us in a inadvertently kind of had an effect of like showing like i don't know how you do this every day and sit right. listen to they 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 do verbatim the same speech the same thing oh like twice a week for i guess eight weeks or something like that you know it i don't know it was it was interesting to be part of that because um after doing it you know twice yeah twice mm. i mean even it, it was fun but like two times and hearing the speeches again and again it was it was a little draining but overall like it was fun uh, it, it was fun being back in like the colonial life or in the coliseum it was a colonial life right that we yeah. were in yeah Actually, yeah. it was Coger the first time because they oh, had a yeah, conflict, yeah. but it was a good thing that we made it in Colonial Life because it's normally there, like, out of the right. other seven mm-hmm. sessions that was there. Um, and th- that was fun, just being back in that, I guess, situation, I guess, you know, just feeling that same way, s- kind of feeling like, oh, like, what's going to happen here? This is this <laughs> is interesting. What are, they, what are we going <laughs> to talk about today? What is college like, actually? Yeah. Um, but we originally had it called Two Truths and a Lie, and we moved away from that. I, I don't want to say pretty quick, quickly, but, like, we kind of abandoned that idea. It sort of turned out being something where I think the concept was really good, and we were in the newsroom and came up with it and really excited about it and really proud about it. Um, and then it just sort of that wasn't the story, I think, because the whole idea was that the two truths would be um, the parents and the students who would be sort of experiencing Carolina for the first time and... And like this is what college is like and that whole thing and then the lie would be the orientation leaders not in a bad way but just in the fact that it's more scripted and they have to do it over and over um and i think like we didn't really get much in terms of the parents and and that just didn't really turn out being the information that we got from people and like the the story that we got out of it well and i think also after you know hearing the interviews from the orientation leaders they try to you know reinforce uh, it seems i guess it was less scripted than we thought it was going to be in mm-hmm. some way um and hearing from the orientation leaders and their honest opinions on it like they try to in- instill like i guess good good habits without outrightly saying it or making it boring or you know in some sense and y- and i guess you kind of realize you know 2 days is not a lot of time to show what college is you know exactly you know what exactly it is and um and i think that they they're kind of like a have a they're i guess what's the word like self-realized or they they know they know that i guess right and um and they try to you know prepare you to learn that on your own i guess and it kind of what i liked about what we kind of did or that it kind of turned into something it became a lot about the student experience and less so about like you know the orientation i mean even though we talked with orientation leaders um we talked with like faculty we had um we had audio from all that but it was still like i guess catered to um the freshmen going through and it was also catered to like the experience of that um which was pretty cool to see it turn out that way because i i i couldn't have called it turning out that way uh, in all honesty um, yeah, and 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 it also, we made it more about the the students, especially, um, and I think it also made a better story out of it because if we just told you know orientation 
for what it was, it would almost turn into kind of like a recap. And after that point, by the time it would come out, it would be kind of dated. And, and even then, needs a recap. Yeah. I mean, you get that information drilled into you enough times that you don't really need to hear. Right. This is what you learn at orientation. It was more sort of. I think. I think especially the orientation leader interview interviews kept bringing us back to the students because that's what they talked about so much was their interactions with the students and how even though they've done this the whole summer it still you know is fulfilling to them to get to meet the students and meet a whole new group of Gamecocks all over again. That was probably I think one of the coolest parts for me talking to one of those orientation leaders and asking them like how do you keep doing this how do you keep doing this they say well this might be my thousandth time but it's their first uh, and so I really liked hearing that. And it was also cool, I guess, George, if you want to, we talk about our experience. We went to Strom and, and I'll, I'll get a little to like my feeling. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we, we went to Strom, uh, and it was, I don't know. Was, I definitely felt like there's definitely that sense of awkwardness. <laughs> That that yeah. was my thing. Like I got secondhand awkwardness <laughs> there. <laughs> like it was. I I felt uncomfortable to like go up to people because everything else was awkward. Usually I'm okay doing that, especially when I'm yeah reporting on a speech right. or a, a report or whatever. Mm, it just felt like we just felt so I don't know old because like all those freshmen <laughs> were like 17, 18 years old, and then here these guys come in with uh, some audio equipment, a huge XLR cable, and say, "Hey, you want to do something for student media, kid?" <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's kind of the, the feeling that at least we got from that. But it was fun. You know, the first couple conversations, definitely super awkward. But then um, they kind of just turned into a nice little flow of conversation, which oh. was nice. And they became less interviewee and more just talking. Conversational. Especially, Conversational. I mean, obviously that conversation is in the podcast where he talks about her roommate. And I think that's, you know, that's why I wanted to put that in. And obviously, you know, in that part, because it, it just shows like, a common fear that most freshmen have especially starting school on their campus like you know about her roommate like right. oh i met her once so she just <laughs> assumes stuff and like most people do like you meet somebody once and mm-hmm. they just you just assume like oh that person's blah 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 <laughs> and it, 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 was, it was i don't know it was just kind of cool to see that inside especially like she was so worried about her roommate she like, was yeah. and I, i'm kind of curious i wish i don't, I don't we'll know do a girl follow, say, follow up on her like <laughs> how's you your roommate now? your voice in this podcast <laughs> Let us know how <laughs> yeah. it turned out, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. And just kind of has an insight of common <laughs> fear, like, oh, I don't know if my roommate's going to be good. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be friends with her, mm-hmm. and, you know, where am I going to meet people? Just, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, what's it going to be like to live by myself? And, um, I, you know, I just thought that conversation was, was just natural right. within it and, you know, provided pretty good insight of what most, you know, freshmen and new students were thinking then. I think that was definitely the highlight for covering it, for me at least, going to Strom. Yeah, and I guess, like, going back to that awkwardness, too, like, I wasn't awkward because I felt older or something like that. It was more of, like, I just felt their awkwardness. And I, I don't yeah, know, I don't know if it, it brought me back to that time when I was like that, you know, when, when I was a freshman in that same shoes, but, like... When you notice, like I, I took, I just happened when we were, I was walking around getting like you know background sound and stuff like that, and you know just seeing people like the one that are just like you know too nervous to talk to people and they're just sitting there on their phones or listening to something. They're just like, God, I just want to get out of here. And that was that was my thing. Yeah, really, I was just <laughs> like, 
I just want to go back. I've been up since like seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sucks, kind of deal. And then yeah. you have yeah, other people definitely. like that are more outgoing and like to meet new people. And you know, I just hats off to those orientation leaders. I mean, obviously, <laughs> like there's a vetting process. Oh, you yeah. know, as they kind of mentioned, you know, it's a it's a long process. And man, they start like you start. And was it? November of this year, right? Mm-hmm. It's super early, and it makes sense because like you, they want you to be well acquainted with this group of people, so you're mm-hmm. ready to go yeah. when it starts in June. Um, but I mean, it's it takes a special person to do that day in and day out and love it. Yeah, I mean, because theirs is before the RMs know that you're going to be RMs because you there's the RM kickoff in March. And the orientation leaders, I know they have their retreat in, like... December. December. They, or they have, like, a holiday party, and then they do a retreat, like, I think, was it... It's no, in January. in January. spring, yeah. I believe they hit it off, like, right in January. Yeah, so, and so they get, like, down to it real quick. Like, a lot of team bonding mm-hmm. for they those had, orientation leaders. They had leaders. some really good team bonding. It was, like, I think, I think it's in the podcast, from what I remember. She was saying, like... You have to bring something, something of value to you, and like, what would happen if like you break it or something uh, like that? Right, and something like you have to trust someone else mm, okay. with it. Yeah. yeah, they really all like just seem to be friends with each other, which is remarkable given that there are so many of them. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was was. Do we have a total number of that? Isn't it like was it twenty? Something like that. that. Mm-hmm. And even that was interesting seeing the people that did it two years in a row. Mm. Like, because I, I know one person who did it last summer, but he did not do it this summer. Really? Yeah. Because um, it was too much for him. He just couldn't, he just couldn't like, can keep that 100%, 110%, like, every day. And it's a big commitment. Like, if you lock yourself in, you know, in November, then you sort of, you know, lose the opportunity to do anything else with your summer. Right. Which is a big commitment. So it, I can definitely see how people wouldn't be able to do it yeah. more than once. That's probably why most of the time it seems like sophomores. And honestly, I think sophomores might be the best, you know, orientation leaders because they were just there a year ago. And it shows that transformation on how far you can go in Mm -hmm. in just a year in college. And obviously, like, you know, as you get, you know, junior and senior level, you're starting to look at jobs and yada, yada. You're starting to look forward a little bit more. And there's Um, not really any time to kind of do that. mm -hmm. And I think... Um, it, 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 like, as I kind of mentioned, you know, I think it's best to do, and like that one girl was like saying like, I'm 19, you know, I'm not going to boss you around. I'm literally like <laughs> your peer, you know? Right. right. And, and I think that also helps kind of reinforce the idea that, you know, they're just someone for here to guide you and, you know, at the university kind mm-hmm. of deal. Um, we're gonna do. Let's do a bonus question. Oh, we'll do a bonus question. Um, what what podcast are you guys listening to right now? Who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first. I'm pulling up my phone right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm about to say I need a because I need. You guys need a refresher. Oh, y'all's answer is gonna be better than mine. A couple podcasts that I'm a big fan of: This American Life, obviously, uh, WTF podcast with Mark Marin, um, Half Hour Intern. Which so half hour intern is this he got uh, this guy pretty much interviews people with cool jobs so I'll just like a couple episodes like um, he interviews a uh, independent bra designer collegiate research assistant 
Um, he interviewed well, one of my favorite ones was an experimental test pilot, uh, which hmm. was pretty cool. Uh, then, of course, from the WUSC side, the music side, Song Exploder, hmm. where a person interviews a bunch of bands, like how they made this song. Uh, and then uh, Barstool Sports, I'm a big Pardon My Take guy, a big fan of the Barstool Big Cat PMT commenter, uh, or PFT commenter. And so that's usually what I'll be listening to. Sometimes I throw on the Paul Feinbaum show, even though that's not really Paul like a podcast. Uh, I just I, I love the callers. I love the people who call in. Yeah good how about you all right um well i just started listening to podcasts probably in the last few months um so i'm not quite as educated as my fellows here maybe (laughs) um but one of the ones that i've listened to a bunch and i absolutely love is beautiful anonymous which is short for beautiful stories from anonymous been listening to that too it's great it's wonderful so comedian chris gethard um hosts this show and he like announces on twitter i think when he's in the like when he's recording and so someone calls in and they get on the show and it's completely anonymous and they just talk for an hour um and it's people like he never knows their name sometimes he'll find out where they are but not always um and it's just really incredible like people talk about you know the craziest stuff like they get so personal or they're hilarious and it's just it's wonderful it's a great and i don't know you really and like chris gethard is just very um, sharp he's a sharp he's the best he really like he keeps them talking and he asks questions that i think wouldn't occur to a lot of people to ask necessarily so he really gets people to open up about their personal lives and especially Um, because they ones get really deep and you learn a lot like he did one on like like Anglican and did you have you have you listened to the most recent one that is the most ridiculous one? one hot scoop they just no. this it's the bet like it sounds okay. terrible <laughs> it sound the the topics they talk about it sounds terrible but the this this guy and him literally just tell stories about um um tell stories about pooping in their pants like that is kind of brilliant yeah and and (laughs) like they they have a competition of like of like um who can tell the best best, like pooping in their pants story and they're just (laughs) they're so funny like especially uh chris's story like he makes it sound so epic of like him just like trying to run to the bathroom yeah it's it's so it's really it's like definitely listen to that recent one because like I thought I was like oh this is gonna be weird <laughs> like it's hilarious no, like really just listen to all of them every single episode um let's see I've got a couple more um one that I've listened to is Dear Sugars which is sort of like an audio advice column um and so it's the sugars are like two hosts and they take questions from people and then they bring a guest on the show to help them answer the question who has some sort of knowledge or experience with whatever the question is about and mostly it's sort of family or relationship related type stuff Um, but it's also something that sort of gets into the like the problems of life and the challenges of life and all that sorts of stuff Um, so it's really it's a really sort of heartfelt show um, but it's not you know too heavy not a downer um and then the last one which really speaks to the english major in me um is dear book nerd um so this librarian named rita mead hosts this show and she takes 
letters about bookish problems, basically, or anything bookish. It, like, questions about book blogging or publishing, um, which, you know, is something that I'm personally interested from a career standpoint. So it's a lot of sort of variety. And, like, there um, have been people who, like, there was one that I listened to recently where someone wrote in with a question about, like, why Tumblr book blogs don't get picked up by bigger publications and why publishers don't want to send books to Tumblr bloggers. Um, so that's something that's really current and a lot of people might be interested in because Tumblr is so big with young folks, Bugs. you know. So, you know, that's so that's those are those are my biggest three that I've Ooh. listened to. Isn't isn't books like I, I was reading somewhere that books are like physical books are actually on the high rise. I like younger people want to read like a physical book because people worry they're like ebooks are the new future kind of thing mm -hmm. like your amazon candle paper books are coming back in which Mm -hmm. is kind of a funny phenomenon because we're also like save the environment and then you gotta like kill trees to make books so it's like a very it's like Mm. a very weird sort of thing um i was really sort of staunchly against ebooks for a while but i've you know relaxed my views (laughs) since then um but yeah, not slapping that's a, f- a Kindle at a <laughs> when you see them or no something. No Kindles ever. No e-readers. <laughs> no, but that's definitely yeah. That's a funny thing that's happening with our generation. Maybe it's the yeah. whole like, you know, affection for antiques. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. Obviously, big one I listened to through the summer. I listened to all I think like seventy four episodes of was Sword and Scale. I'm a uh, surprisingly I'm a very big. Uh, true crime nerd like I'm really into them like they're find that surprising at all they're (laughs) they're they're really fascinating especially the way like this guy tells a story he does it in kind of like a modern way like he does like this really like cool remix of music and like he 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 goes from all over from like telling cases that are unsolved or they mainly tells cases that like have an ending or something happened but sometimes they'll report on cases that are currently happening so they'll play like court cases 911 calls like it, i mean it gets pretty disturbing in some points especially listening to a 911 call yeah. like happening and you know he interviews people like all the either like the you know relatives of the victim or you know things like that and um so that's that's a really really good one if you're interested into like true crime stuff um another one i'm starting on true crime is in the dark it's about this kid who got kidnapped 27 years ago and they actually just found what happened to him and like the guy who confessed to his kidnapping and it like showed like how that case started um like reshaping how they you know keep like sex offender lists on you know statewide and things like that um but obviously i listened to beautiful anonymous mm-hmm. of course that one and then mm-hmm. criminal is a little more like a light-hearted version <laughs> of we have a theme yeah <laughs> criminal is a light-hearted version of uh uh sword and scale they do more like interesting crimes they did one on like um what was it like on this tiger in louisiana mm. and they're just like one story is like is it legal to have this tiger at this truck stop it was like a it was like an attraction and like how the this guy like spent millions of dollars just to keep this tiger in louisiana and Whoa. like that's pretty cool it's just like really like <laughs> obs- they kind of do obscure like crimes like mm. huh, that's really interesting kind of thing and uh, last i listened if like w y y y or whatever in new york they modern love they get a bunch of people that write in this it's a column for the new york times and they write in like their you know happenings and they get like famous people to do it so they get they get like um 
I forget, but like actresses and stuff to like read these people's stories. And it's, you know, really interesting and of like, you know, people's kind of like their, how their relationships or, you know, struggles and like all that kind of stuff. So that's a, another interesting one I've read. So yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's just yeah. the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> just the tip of the iceberg. I saw you scrolling through all your yeah. subscribe podcasts. Oh yeah. Took a good couple minutes to yeah. get to the top. Oh my gosh, I don't know how people manage. Like, you just let it build double up. Double digits of mm-hmm. podcasts. Oh yeah, you just keep adding like, like oh, I listen long, to this one. You know, like well, some of them are a time you, you just figure out when you can listen to them. Like you can break them down. Like if you're going to class, you're in the schedule car. it. Yeah. Or I let them build up, like I'll build a couple up, and since I live far away, I'll just listen to all of them. Like on the car ride home, mm. so like four hours away. Yeah, so. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely check out these podcasts. But first, check out Behind the Spurs. You can find it on SoundCloud, and it'll be on iTunes shortly, very soon. We Th- will link it somewhere on the Daily Game Talk website, also. Yep. Thanks, guys. This was fun. This was great.